Hey, boo-boo, let's go to a little picnic. That is really cute, and I don't remember that. I mean, like, that's literally a line from, from Yogi Bear. Yeah, hey, boo-boo. This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with the one and only amazing, talented writer, extraordinaire, Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine, and me, Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. But on this week's edition of This Bites, we have a lot, a lot to talk about this week. Um, we actually had to push some stuff to next week, actually. But the biggest news, the Zocalo Food Park uh, will be planned to open next month. So we have the lineup of what's going to happen at this food park um, that's uh, founded by the guys over at Mazorka. And then uh, we're going to peek at the latest edition of Milwaukee Magazine. We're going to talk about uh, your interview of John Dye, the owner of three iconic bars in Milwaukee. And then your uh, tips on uh, planning a perfect picnic. And then details about the Tosa Farmer's Market plus a beer dinner. And uh, finally, we're going to talk about something in Lacrosse. Apparently, a uh, uh, Lacrosse chef is hosting dinner at the James Beard House in New York City. I'm really excited to share that with y'all. But I'm going to kick it off with the new uh, food truck park named Zocalo. Um, it was announced that they're planning to do this. The guys, uh, the people over at Mazorka got this space and they're going to create this kind of environment to uh, celebrate food trucks and to um, do something really different for Milwaukee. Um, one of the things they're doing, it's uh, basically the concept, again, Zocalo Food Park will be uh, uh, located on a 7,000 square foot lot located on the corner of 6 and Pierce Street. The offerings include bowl cut, a new Asian rice bowl concept, fontels, a burger concept from the uh, people who are fresh fin poke, uh huh, Merzorka, of course, why not? Of That's course, thing. Uh, scratch ice cream, which is perfect. And during the summer, you get your food, get some ice cream. That's brilliant. And Ruby's bagel, uh, it's a new scratch made bagel concept. Which there's this, this a story about that. It's part of this um, incubator. It's uh, to help support. Um, ideas for concepts for restaurants or food trucks. Mm -hmm. So this is the first one uh, that will be part of Zocalo Food Park. So Ruby Bagel so it's going to be this part of this incubator program. That, I think uh, there's also going to be a bar. Yes. They're, they're doing a Zocalo bar. There'll be a bar. Uh, they'll serve craft cocktails and beer. There'll be on-site parking, indoor and outdoor seating. Again, it's planned to open next month. They also plans to work array of events and pop-ups to take place during the summer and fall. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. What's your thoughts on, uh, I mean, it's Austin, Texas. If you've ever been to Austin, there are a lot of food truck parks. I've right. been to several ones and it's really cool. I mean, Austin probably has like 200, 300 food trucks or something like that. I think city. it's a great idea that it's just been, um, you know, waiting to have its moment here. Obviously, we have food truck days, yeah. you know, like at the U.S. Bank Center or Schlitz Park Courthouse, mm -hmm. things like that. But this is like a consistent place that you can go every day yeah. and and find these trucks, mm -hmm. which or, I think. It's not necessarily trucks. I guess they're trucks or carts or. or red, yeah. well, I'm sorry. I'm calling yeah. them all trucks, but, you know, these yeah. mobile food yeah. enterprises, you know. Uh, and I think just to have a, a place that you know is going to, this is like a, a permanent spot for mm -hmm. them is perfect. Yeah. Plus, it offers, you know, reasons for you to stay and hang out. You know, you can eat there. You can go to the bar. 
I think it's just a perfect idea. And it was just looking for the right person to spearhead yeah. it and the right spot to locate it. Um, again, that's the, the coolest thing is this incubator food truck program. Jesus uh, said they basically, the quote, there, there are many food entrepreneurs in Milwaukee with great ideas, which is why we started incubator food truck program. Again, Ruby's Bagels is part of that program, the first one part of that program. They will share their experience and mentor them along the way. They ensure they are supported and do not feel alone in their entrepreneurial journey. Quote, cultivating an ecosystem that fosters the next leaders in the culinary, art, and music community is a key pillar of Zocalo. So it's a great concept. And, and I'm, I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to uh, visiting a lot. Coming up, we'll, we'll continue our conversations here on Despites with uh, your interview with John Dye, owner of three iconic bars in Milwaukee, plus your... Yeah, it's it was ideas for having kind of the perfect picnic okay. in Milwaukee. Um, and more, all coming up on uh, This Bites. We'll be right back. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 Pride. Pride. Support for this bite comes from your membership and Society Insurance, an insurance company serving up a smorgasbord of coverages to restaurants and bars. Society Insurance offers restaurants and bar owners tailored insurance options. A full menu of Society's coverages, as well as risk prevention tips, are available at societyinsurance.com. We're going to get back into uh, this bites with the, the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine. It's the uh, City Guide issue, right? Right. It's June City Guide. Um, but uh, you uh, you have some things to talk about, and we want to kick it off. You interviewed uh, a, a James Beard-nominated um, gentleman by the name mm-hmm. of John Dye. Well, his establishments were nominated. Bryant was nominated for Best Bar Program. Um, but you interviewed John Dye, who uh, not only uh, runs Bryant's, Jazz Estates and at random. Mm-hmm. Kind of these iconic kind of cocktail bars, kind of little triumvirates of mm-hmm. delicious libations. Yeah, I wanted to ask him some things that I hadn't really ever seen um, him talk about in an interview or in a story mm-hmm. uh, and kind of get into his background because um, I assumed he was into this whole nostalgia mystique. And that what's what drew him to own three establishments with a mm. lot of history and get into that whole mystique of the, you know, either it's the Wisconsin old fashioned, all of those, but all of those um, nostalgic cocktails, mm. you know, from 40s, 50s, 60s, you know, um, I don't know if you knew this, but he um, he actually uh, is originally from Montana um, and he was he. I didn't even know that. I've talked to this guy and hang out with this guy so many times, and I had no idea. Yeah, he's from Montana, and he um, was actually drawn to Wisconsin by the Ph.D. architecture program at UW-Wisconsin here in Milwaukee. And so he he was going for an architecture degree. That was the reason he came here. There's no money in architecture. Oh, well, yeah. I think he just, you know, he was in it, and then he kind of, you know, sort of decided that wasn't what um, what he wanted to do, but... Um, I mean, clearly he's interested in architecture. That makes a lot of sense based on the. I didn't spaces. know that either. Did I not um, know that? Because you know I'm. I know. I'm, I'm surprised a, you guys. I went to architecture school, this. and yeah, I, I had no idea. Yeah. Mm. So I talked to him a little bit about um, some of the neighborhoods and and certain 
buildings in uh, in Milwaukee that he's really drawn to as, as someone who has that architectural eye. Mm-hmm. And um, he he really loves the Mitchell Street neighborhood, oh, yeah, which that, I think too has so much potential. Yes, what were you no, say? I was like Mitchell Street. I, I always said when I first came here that was like this place reminds me of Adams Morgan in D.C. Uh, early days of Adams Morgan. It's a great neighborhood now, completely gentrified and overpriced, but it was a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood. Adams Morgan at the time was also very heavily uh, Latino, and the bones and the structures of Mitchell Street neighborhood is just gorgeous. So it's funny, like. I'm like learning more about John Dye from you than hanging out with John Dye. Well, okay. That's good that there's <laughs> things you're learning here. Um, he talked a little bit about, um, do you know those old Wadham gas stations that like they were, they were created by, um, they were actually designed by the Milwaukee architect Alexander Eichweller. So they, they look like this, these Chinese pagodas. There aren't many mm. of them left. No, I, I don't there's one saying. out in Cedarburg. There's one that's like, I want to say West Dallas. But he he kind of talked about how he loved how he loves those those structures. Mm-hmm. Those are really cool structures. Those are some of the things that we, we were talking about. Also, um, I don't know if you ever lived here when Goldman's Department Store was open on Mitchell Street. No, it's I a don't. really interesting old space. I, mean, I, was, born, I, old, was, I was born in the seventies. So I wasn't born in eighteen hundreds. So. Wasn't that old, Tariq? <laughs> but it, it, it was a department store. You could go and buy a dicky or a moo or, you know, giant. What's I mean, a dicky to moo A dicky, come on. A dicky is one of those, like, fake turtlenecks that has, like, the scarf attached to it. All right. A moo <laughs> is a giant dress that, like, Mrs. Roper oh, my great grandma told me. Company. Talk, I think my great grandma told me talking about those moo moos. So I, I watched some old episodes of Three's <laughs> Company. Mrs. Roper wore them. Wore oh. them. Um, those just like house code type things. Okay. So you know, this was like a, a, a just a department store that people went to for everything. Plus, it had a really cool old lunch counter and candy counter. Um, the, when did it close? Oh God, like maybe ten years ago, okay. maybe more than that. It's all becoming a blur. But uh, I. It hadn't occurred to me that maybe somebody has, you know, saved the old lunch counter and the old candy counter and um, maybe is keeping it somewhere, like, safe. Yep. Pr- no, John Dye <laughs> is doing that. He, um, someone, you know, that it wasn't destroyed. It, he actually owns this. He has was- it in storage. He has the old lunch counter. He has the old candy counter. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's going to do with it, um, but he told me that he has these things now. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's, I think that's really cool. So, um, you know, we talked a little bit about, he didn't really want to say too much about what maybe he might do in the future in terms mm. of other bars, but he doesn't, it, it seems like that he has ideas that, you know, could materialize mm. into something. Plus he's got that old lunch counter who knows what he's going to do with it. Interesting. I know. And he likes Mitchell street, which I, I, 100% agree is a really cool neighborhood. Yeah. It's, um, it's just, I don't I don't think people were like, I think certain people realize how cool it is. Other people don't realize like this neighborhood is just amazingly beautiful. Yeah, it you is. Know, and I'm surprised that there hasn't been more development uh-huh. on Mitchell Street than, than it is. You know, the library is over there. Yeah. That used to be in a department store as well. Oh, in, in an old department store? Yeah. That's where the library, okay. I yeah, haven't I been in that the location store yet. Was. Well, there's some great little restaurants yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a great little Pakistani Indian grocery store. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a great it, it absolutely if is. If I ever left River West, move, and I want to move to another neighborhood, that would be the neighborhood I would move to. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think uh, John is a really interesting guy. Uh, he definitely loves the city. Uh, his adopted, now adopted yeah. hometown. <laughs> 
and uh, and it was it's fun talking to him um, just about you know about cocktails about nostalgia about yeah. Milwaukee and did you ask so him about on. the James Beard nomination how he felt at all not really did he you like know? did he just like whatever <laughs> you know he's pretty he's pretty <laughs> modest I think it was more like you know yeah. Yeah, you know. Whatever. Cool, but you know, I mean, I went to Bryant's and I uh, the first time I went to Bryant's, I think it was after a show at Averno. And dude, I just loved it. They're like, I told him, like, because they know they don't have a menu, right? Yeah, and so I was like, What do you want? And like, I don't know, blah 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 blah. Made it, and I was like, Dude, you, this bartender like knows me, <laughs> like, you've done that before with other bartenders. You're like, mm, a little too bitter, maybe a little too sweet. Yeah, that was Brian's, like, Dude. Were you spying on me or something? Like I, I'm just always fascinated about how everything pretty much comes out of their heads, right? Mm. And to actually find out or determine what somebody wants if they come in and they don't know, they kind of ask them questions like, well, do you like, what kind of flavors do you like? You know, do you like, what kind of alcohol? I mean, mm. do you like yeah. something that's vodka-based, gin-based, you know, tequila, whatever, mm. rum, you know? Um, and then they kind of get at it from that angle, which mm. I think is really smart. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they just get it. They just get it right. They, and they get it right, yeah. yeah. So, Cool, John Dye. That's the latest issue, the City Guide issue of Milwaukee Magazine. Well, um, it's not online, right? Still not quite thing. yet. Yeah. Okay, so you just got to pick up the, the latest issue. Correct, on well, newsstands. Unless you're a, a subscriber. Unless you're, already, you're a subscriber and you probably have it, have it now. Yeah. Uh, next, also, you uh, did in the Milwaukee Magazine is uh, uh, hung out with uh, Yogi Bear, right? And Boo Boo. <laughs> Right? Then you you consulted Yogi Bear and Boo Boo about this next piece, about the picnic. It, I, mu- yeah. I must have been robbed. It, Yogi Bear steals a picnic. Always stealing. Picnic I did. I didn't. I didn't know that. But uh, that's great. It's a great lead in to what I'm about to talk yeah. about, uh, which is I keep calling it this picnic laydown. And Trick's like, what is a laydown? Well, this was the story. Okay, I wanted to create, um, you know, ideas for people to have sort of the perfect picnic with their loved one or friends or whatever, mm. you know, or maybe by themselves. And um, in order to do this, we did a photo shoot in-house, so at the magazine, and we did a lay-down shoot. Once again, you never invite me to these photo shoots. Why not? Uh, I know. Well, I, I, this one came together really quickly. and oh, um, We're just around the corner. You know that. So. I know that. And um, it's, you know, you wouldn't believe what goes on behind the scenes before how these things come together, but they do. Uh, what I did was I just sort of assembled um, some local products that I think are really good. Um, I made this semi non-alcoholic, but there, I'll tell you a little bit about, um, how you, you know, could add a little, you know, dimension of, huh. of, you know, boozery to this. Malort. Um, I made a couple of things. Yes. Malort. You could add Malort. Um, so I just thought about what are all the, what are the things I would love to have at a picnic that, um, if they're sitting there for a little while, aren't going to, you know, kind of degenerate or need to be refrigerated very, you know, mm. really quickly. So anyway, um, I made a couple of things. I made one of, um, you know, it's a really easy kind of DIY grain-based vegetable salad. Um, I did my own spiced nuts. I had like some cheeses, some olives. So what spices were in your nuts? Uh, you know, I got to tell you, and it's not just, it's really not just from you at all, but um, gochichang. Oh, cool. I feel like gochichang works really well, and at least in the spice mix that I made, and I kind of was messing around with the spices, okay. and I added that to it. Okay. And I thought that added a really nice dimension, dimension, a little nice. kick to yeah. it. But I also, I don't know if you ever go to Gloriosos, but they have these great sandwiches called the Milwaukee Mufaletta, 
which is uh, kind of based on that New Orleans sandwich, yeah. uh, you know, with the olive base, uh, provolone, the cold mm-hmm. cuts on it. And theirs is on, you know, um, like a Shortino's sesame seed roll. It's so good. It's so good. And it makes a great picnic food because they're really big sandwiches that you can cut into pieces and people can share them. I also picked up some, um, you, know, you can make your own if you want, so your own treats. But um, if you want cookies, um, I ended up picking up like um, little like Rice Krispie treats and, and different cookies and bars from C. Adams mm-hmm. in the Milwaukee Public Market, which is a bakery. Um, Wisco Pop, some bottles of Wisco Pop, yep. which is a really... Um, it's so effervescent. It's not sweet. It's not that sweet, although no. a couple of, I mean, like their cherry one is pretty sweet. Really? They have a few different varieties. They're really, really delicious, really mm-hmm. fun. They're really natural. They're refreshing. Um, very refreshing. Yeah. I think they make a great, like, if you want a soda, non-alcoholic, not, you know, full of preservatives and available at a lot of grocery stores, um, local specialty shops. If you have, if you end up looking at this picnic lay down shoot in the basket there's also a flask. So you could add a little Not bit. Not surprised. There's a flask in there. And <laughs> and if you want to add, you know, what I don't know what you would add if you'd add vodka. Um, bourbon. Bourbon. But it, what's interesting about Wisco Pop, um, you could do mixers with, with them. Yeah. There's a there's a, um, um, kind of a ginger uh, soda that they make that I think is really great as a mixer. Probably great with rum. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend um, if you want to add a little something in there. You know, the flask is a great idea if you just want to add, you so know. So I know you're that kind of Everclear kind of, Everclear kind of woman, right? Everclear? Yeah. yeah is that, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say whether or not that's true. Um, and so then I also mentioned a few spots where I thought would be, make a really nice picnic spot mm. over the summer. So um, Lake Park, duh, that's pretty, you know. Um, obvious. Obvious choice there, right? But, you know, there's obviously some great spots north and south of Lake Park Bistro, you know, plenty of them. The Kilbourne Reservoir Park, where you take the steps up yes. from East North Avenue at, at Bremen Street, I believe. Mm-hmm. Great, awesome, sweet, charming, and can be kind of an intimate little spot mm-hmm. for, for a picnic where you don't want a lot of a clatter around you, noise, stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you've ever been up to Thienesville, but they also have, um, in their village park, it gives you this awesome view of the Milwaukee River. And there's even sort of this, like, I, I want to call it a waterfall. It's really not, but it's almost like a waterfall effect mm-hmm. up there that's really beautiful, and you can kind of hear that. It's almost like this beautiful white noise in the background. It's just a superb little spot mm. to just sit, kind of, you know, contemplate the water, nature. Again, really quiet, beautiful spot to have a picnic. Cool. And that's the latest issue of Milwaukee Magazine. Um, next up, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's finally feels like, well, Sort of spring, you want to call it that? Yeah. Oh, by the way, go Golden State. Yes, exactly. Anyway, um, Tosa Farmers Market is uh, yeah, it's just popping it, off. Just so, yeah, they just uh, debuted, I guess, for their late, you know, the new season. season. Um, well, actually, tomorrow officially. So every Saturday, eight to twelve is uh, when they. When, when the, the market takes place. And uh, so if you've never been to it, it's a great little market. And it, what's really fun about it is it's um, uh, where it's located. So it's um, kind of on the south end of the bridge that connects like Harwood Avenue and State Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've kind of, and there's been like a project in the works to sort of 
expand that pedestrian bridge too, and they're building a beer garden over there. So there's a lot happening in that part of Tosa. It's near the Hollander and Bavaria, Cafe Bavaria. Um, but as far as vendors go at this market, there's at least 45 different vendors. And yes, um, some of them are makers, you know, um, makers meaning, you know, they're, they create soaps and, um, you know, jewelry, things of that Oils. nature. Yeah. But you can definitely, I mean, you want to go there and check out the produce and, and the prepared foods that they have. Um, so there's quite a few um, uh, farms that are going to be there offering their wares. Um, and, and this is really early in the season, so I don't know what's going to be available right away. But mm-hmm. you're going to start to see lots of vegetables. You'll probably see some spring vegetables now. Flowers. Um, as far as meat, fish, and dairy, um, Decatur Dairy, Jeff Lean Farm, Morningstar Farm, um, Cesar's Cheese. I don't know if you've ever had their really great string cheese. It's it's really I've rich never and delicious. A string cheese. This is very different from a from a processed string cheese okay. that you buy in the grocery store, though. This yeah, is I never really got into good. It. It's, like- it's rich and it's salty and it's wonderful. Okay. Prepared foods, plenty of it. Tabal chocolate, which is I guess that's not really a prepared food. That's a chocolate. It's a chocolatier right in downtown uh, Tosa that makes their chocolate from scratch. Um, Wisconsin Soup Company. If you've ever tried their soups, they're really, really, really good. And I believe they offer them in like. Uh, quart size, you can get them to go. Um, Pilcrow coffee, press waffles, um, scratch ice cream, Valentine coffee, Tricolo, Tricolo Peru. Tricolo. I don't know how to say that. I don't. I don't know how to say that. Um, Peruvian foods, um, Hatched, which does those um, really great um, hand pies. Uh, yeah. Yep. Love them. Uh, and and uh, uh, Pedro South American food. So those are those are some of the prepared foods that are going to be there. I love Pedro. Yeah. Good guy. So 8 to 12, it's kind of a perfect morning. You know, get in, get what you want to, maybe some of the produce you want to use for the weekend, get something to eat, hang out. It's kind of a perfect Saturday morning activity. Great. Uh, Yeah. Farmer's Market. Have you been to Madison's Farmer's Market? Uh, Not for a few years. I hear that one's just It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days. It's truly the best. One of these days I'm going to head down there. Get there early, though. I'm not kidding. Get really? It get, yeah, it like, gets I gotta, really like, packed. Drive, like, what time is it open? Like, 5? Uh, no, but it probably starts, I bet it opens, like, at 7. Okay. So, like, leave here around 6 a.m.? I know people that get there, you know, yeah. by 7 because maybe, they want... Maybe we can do something. Pro- yeah. Would maybe you get up a, that early? I'm, I'm in the military. I don't sleep, so... Okay. Yeah. So, maybe we can do, like, a little Dispites... Love Dang. that. We could walk around yeah. and kind of do little reports yeah. around mm-hmm. the square. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, next is a beer dinner uh, that's be hosted at Merriment Social. What's the details about that one? Uh, yeah. So this dinner is coming up this week, June 4th. That's Tuesday night, 630 to 1030 at Merriment Social. Uh, it is celebrating the not normal beer of Indiana's Three Floyds Brewery. Uh, not one, uh, but not two, but three <laughs> Floyds. Right, exactly. Uh, so the menu is going to start out with their uh, welcome beer, which is a zombie dust APA. Um, American pale ale. And they're going to be serving it with a chilled golf shrimp calamari and oysters kind of uh, combination. So that's your... that's Fried your. Or? It. I don't know. That's a, that's, that is mm. the mystery. Mm. Um uh, second course is going to be, uh, oh, geez, Gumball Head APWA. That's the beer. And it's going to come with a queso con carne. Um, so a hatch chili fondue with braised beef cheeks, 
poblano, pepper, tomato, and cilantro. Uh, and third course is this um, Laser Shake American IPA. It's the Three Floyds beer with this cheesy tamale with braised lamb, red chili adobo sauce, uh, queso Oaxaca, raja, and pickled ramps. Uh, fourth course is um, the beer is going to be Das Klein Schwartz Einhorn Schwarzblur. Wow. That was my attempt at German. I'm not sure what kind of... Sure what kind of I, a Schwarz beer. Schwarz oh. beer. I was just hoping for a lager. Schwarz beer. Okay, keep waiting. Um, that's going to be served with a puffy taco uh, with diver scallop, sweet corn, wheat la coche, which is uh, otherwise known as... Um, it's sort of a... It's a fungus uh, that is... Um, it's like a corn... Corn smut is one mm. of the terms that, that is used for that. It's a fungus. It's like a mushroom. Oh. It's wonderful. Wheat Lacoche, uh, ramp, salsa verde, and puffed hominy. Fifth course, uh, D-Skull Berliner Weiss, so a Weiss beer. Mm. Um, and it's served with a dessert, blueberry almond tart with white peach coulis and mint mascarpone. Nice. <clears throat> when is it again? It is uh, June 4th, uh, starting at 6.30 p.m. at Merriment Social right here in it's Tuesday. Uh, the Fifth Ward, Walker's it's coming Point. coming Tuesday. Right? Yeah. This coming Tuesday, Merriman yeah. Social. Yep. Cool. Well, we got one more thing to talk about, and it's not Milwaukee related, but it's Wisconsin related. Um, came across uh, a friend of mine's, um, uh, hit me up to this chef uh, in Lacrosse, African American chef by the name of uh, Adrian Lipscomb. Hope I pronounced that right. If I don't, didn't, I apologize. She's a Lacrosse chef, owner of uh, the Uptown Cafe and Bakery. On Lacrosse's north side, the news is about this uh, chef, who's originally from Texas. She is going to be cooking, uh, uh, hosting, cooking and hosting a Juneteenth dinner in New York at the James Beard House. Uh, there's a really great story in the um, I think it's Lacrosse Times is the paper, right? Times Tribune. Yeah, is that um, what it is? Yeah, yeah, a few days ago. So it's really cool. So basically. Uh, I'm reading through this article. She's hosting this dinner in honor of June 19, 1865, which is the called Juneteenth. It's the day the U.S. military announced the end of slavery throughout the country in Galveston, Texas. And I said before, uh, Adrian is originally from Texas. Um, so she's, she's a really big on culinary history, especially African-American culinary history. She collects a lot of cookbooks and she's hosting this dinner. So she like, connected with chefs that she knew to uh, help her out with this dinner that's happening on Juneteenth in New York City at the James Beard House. This is really cool. I wish I could go. Maybe uh, your editor would pay for me to go because I know huh. you, can't, you can't be seen anywhere, uh, but just a thought. Right. But, um, but before she came to um, Texas, she uh, had a uh, organized African-American food center event called Black Taste of Austin. When, before she moved to La Crosse in 2016. Her restaurant, the Uptown Cafe and Bakery, I think opened in 2017. This is really cool. I'm going to go over to the menu uh, at the James Beard House, which is just making me upset because I can't go um, for many reasons. Uh, the odors include uh, Lucille chili biscuits, Delta tamales, pork roulette with jowl jam and cream, green chow chow, Texas caviar. Dinner includes pickle onions with cowboy candy, tomato, cucumbers, watermelon rind, and pepper sauce. Grid, grilled red hot links. Okay. Texas hot links. Milwaukee needs to do Texas hot links style. Like, I need that heat. I need that spice, that snap. Yeah, like, I love Texas hot links. Hmm. Uh, mustard barbecue sauce. 
Then there's roasted squash with collard greens, cuchella, cream peas, preserved peach, parade, fire roasted sweet potato, sweet peppers, and pecans. Pecans, sorry. Pecans is for un- For us northerners? For uncivilized people up here. Uh, citrus toasted breadcrumbs. And there's catfish with grits and shrimp gravy, barbecue quail, um, cake with Carolina gold rice, chocolate, and smoked Texas pecans. That's the dinner. And uh, additional to the chefs that uh, the chefs to be joining Adrian is Joy Chevalier of the Cook's Nook in Austin, Omar Tate of the Henry at Life Hotel in New York City, David Thomas of Ida B's Table in Baltimore, Be More, Chris Williams of Lucille's in Houston, Enrica Williams of Fauna Food Works of Jackson, Mississippi, and Shannon Mustafer of Gladys in Brooklyn. So... That looks amazing. It's hosted by Adrian Lipscomb. So I think that's that really cool. sounds, yeah, like the just a perfect sounds, idea too for. Yeah. And she sounds like some. She sounds like a really interesting person. Yeah. Like, I think we should have her in for this. I think bias. we should too. Um, really interesting story. I'm just reading her stuff. Um, the story that's in, uh, yeah, Lacrosse Tribune. Sorry if I said Lacrosse Times. I apologize, Lacrosse. Um, but yeah, so just wanted to add that as a kind of a little tidbit because I think that's. We should all be proud and honored. Wisconsinite doing some cool mm-hmm. things, even though by way of Texas. It's also a perfect idea to celebrate Juneteenth, I think. Yeah. You, you know? Um, so. And that idea, she originated. That, yeah. I mean, she came it up with idea. it. She concepted yeah. it, made it happen. Yeah. And she's doing it at the James Beard House. Awesome. Yeah. So, talk to your editor. Find some money. <laughs> let, us, let us go. Come what on. about your boss? Yeah, that ain't happening. Okay. Well, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, that's a decision of uh, this bites. This bites produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted exotic inspiration comes from the licensed lab with support from Society Insurance and, of course, your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, you can search for this bites on the NPR One app. Woo! And uh, as always, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Yeah. Woo! Have a good week. Shivery cold. All right. (laughs) Have a great one.